Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ and the third article of the Apostles' Creed obviously share the Holy Spirit in common. And it is good to see exactly what has happened when the Holy Spirit comes on our Lord and what happens when that coming on our Lord is of great benefit to us. See, throughout the Old Testament, God has wanted to establish fellowship between him and his people. When he gathered Adam and Eve together and gathered them around in the Garden of Eden, they walked together, they talked together, they shared fellowship together. There was a safe place for God and humanity to share a common purpose and meaning together, and they rejoiced in each other's fellowship. When that breach happened, a need for a new birth was established. That first one, our first nature, was corrupted, and the Holy Spirit needed to make his way to us again. Even after the flood, the Lord announced that his spirit would not remain with man any longer, but would bide his time. And so he comes in a variety of ways. He's there in a pillar of fire, in a pillar of cloud to lead his people out of Egypt. He's there at Mount Sinai to, to show himself and to be the presence of God. He's there in the tabernacle, meeting with high priest and meeting with priests for the sake of mediation with his people, but, but all of those contacts being limited and not gathering all of the experience of God's people into it. In the temple as well, certain representatives able to come into the presence of God on certain days of the year to, to provide for the rights of union that the forgiveness of sins would provide, to provide a clean space, a safe place where God and people could interact together. And, and that interaction was important because sins were forgiven and prayers were heard. And the places where God met with his people, he identified, he told them that I'm going to set aside a place for you and me to meet together. I'm going to put my name there. I'm going to put my name there, and you're going to know that you're dealing with me. And when you're dealing with me, you'll receive the forgiveness of sins. You'll receive fellowship with me. We will be bonded together even, even now, best we can. So in Deuteronomy 12, he tells them the promise that when they go into the promised land, he's going to choose that place and put his name there so that they can have full fellowship with him, at least for the time being. When Jesus arrives, when he comes, here now is the place where God and humanity are one together. And the place where we have full access to God's throne room once again. Now, the Holy Spirit doesn't come on the top of a mountain somewhere to show his presence. And he doesn't come to 
some building somewhere, even whether it's a, a tabernacle that can be transported around as the people of Israel are wandering through the desert to get to the promised land or, or the temple itself in Jerusalem. It's not a, a mountaintop or a building. It's a man. It's Jesus. God the Son and Son of Mary is not just a, a proclamation to say just about him. It's not just a matter of who he is, because who the Father has made him to be, begotten of the Father before all things, is here for us and for our salvation, that he is that. And so instead of the safe place to being in the presence of God, being on a, a mountain somewhere where the fire of God is present, or in a building somewhere that he's designated, it is, it is this man. It's not to be in the temple anymore, it is to be in Christ, as Paul puts it later on. Now, how can we, how can we be in Christ? How can we climb inside the Son of God. Well, that's where our baptisms come in. So the Holy Spirit has designated Jesus of Nazareth, the one who is baptized there in the Jordan River, as the place where people are going to meet God. The place where the Word of God is going to be announced. The place where the forgiveness of sins is going to be Come available to all of us in the place where prayers are going to be heard right? in my name right we pray in my name ask into the father of anything in my name and and you will have it place of sacrifice the place of prayers the place where god is active to save and redeem and rescue his people it's there in the flesh and blood of jesus of nazareth because he is son of God, then the father comes and announces to the whole world that this is the guy. This is the one we've all been waiting for. This is my son, son like no other. The son who in fact makes it possible for all of us to be sons, heirs, firstborn of God. So that the full inheritance of everything, every benefit, every gift, that the Lord has stored up in this one, in Jesus, becomes available to us when we are bound to him. We're bound to him by hearing these promises and trusting these promises. Now, first and foremost, that promise is given an absolutely sure and certain anchor in holy baptism. Because remember what God said he was going to he was going to put his name somewhere. And when he put his name somewhere, then you are going to be able to be confident that when you went to that place, you were dealing with him. You were dealing with Zeus. You were dealing with Thor. You were not dealing with Asherah. You were not dealing with any other Marvel comic superhero. You're dealing with him, the Lord God of heaven and earth, who made you and rescued you. He's going to put his name there. See, now what has he done? Well, he's put his name on our Lord Jesus. And our Lord Jesus has commanded that in baptism, his name be put on you. 
The Holy Spirit came on the body of Christ in the Jordan River. And the Holy Spirit came then again on the body of Christ on the day of Pentecost. So that the body of Christ there, with the 12 disciples and for all of those that trusted and believed in our Lord's promises would be filled with his Holy Spirit by what means? By baptism. This same gift, Peter says, the same gift that you see us experiencing and and rejoicing in is available to you and to your children when you are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God has expanded the place of his presence when he put his name first on Jesus. So it wouldn't be localized anywhere, but but that it would be right here for us to experience a place where God and man would come together in full harmony and in full safety. And then he's expanded that even more as he has put his name on you in holy baptism. Now, you, you are the body of Christ. The place where God has had his promises rest. And that safety, that rejoicing, that gift, that inheritance are all manifested as you are part of the family of God, adopted into his family because of the Son. And each one of us can call ourselves an heir of that righteousness, that gift. Yes, he is the unique one, second person of the Godhead come in the flesh in order to make this available to humanity. So that now, once again, the problem that the flood didn't solve is solved. And the Holy Spirit can abide with people again because Jesus has won the victory. So this day, this day, paves the way for all of the benefits of Jesus becoming a human being to become personal to you. Because he has built this bridge between his experience and your life. How can we be 2,000 years ago and so many thousands of miles away? We don't need to be, for he has come to us. He comes to us in these waters and by this word. He comes to us in his preaching and teaching. He comes to us as we sit to read the scriptures or or walk or run at the gym. That God would be Emmanuel with us, for us and for our salvation so that our hearts and minds might be at rest. Even even in the midst of our spiritual warfare, when we know our sin and we we recognize the, the death that seems to try to cling to us, we also know his spirit with us. And that can give us comfort. That even in the fight, even in the fight, we have a victory that is guaranteed and a pledge from the one who is truth himself. 
he does not fail us. This is the beginning of his road to the cross. As he goes into the water to gather all of those sins confessed in the water and swirling around in the muck of the Jordan to take them on himself and take step after step to nail them there so that they might be absolved. So that Jesus may say to you, I forgive you. I make you clean. I wash you in my blood. And that my Holy Spirit will convince you of these things. There is no way to come to this truth yourself. There's no, there's no way of, of meditating on the world or the, the things of the world or the aspects of creation enough to come to know what God has done. But in, in the searching of the scriptures, in the reading of his word, in the gift and the proclamation of his promises, and God bless all of us that parents and grandparents and godparents came and brought us to the waters of holy baptism. That the infrastructure of grace would keep calling us to hear his truth with opened ears and opened minds. Not enslaved ears and enslaved minds. Because I believe that I cannot believe by my own reason or strength. But it is the work of the Holy Spirit to break through all those boundaries and to break through all those chains and to release me to hear, to know, to trust, and to love. In this work that he has done, we find ourselves in the one place that is safe from all the enemies that are spiritual around us, that we are in Christ. Bound to him, killed in him, raised in him, that we might walk in the newness of life, just as Paul declares. Do you not know that all of you have been baptized into Christ, who have put on Christ, have been crucified with him. The death that needed to be killed, the death that needed to be endured and died has happened. The sentence against your sin has been declared. The verdict given. Judgment offered. And on the other side of death in Christ is resurrection in Christ. Now and forever. But once again, we get to celebrate that today on waking and seeing the, the new light shining on us from the sun again is the first day of forever. For we are with him and will be with him now and always because Christ has made it so. And the Holy Spirit has called us to trust those very promises. Amen. The peace of God that passes all human understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in faith towards Christ Jesus. Amen.